It's another episode of Catfish on Ice. This is Chad Minton, your host with Rich Al. We're about to give you some post-game reaction as the National Predators are facing the Ottawa Senators tonight. And it has been one of those games where, honestly, you've got to feel very fortunate. You've got to count your blessings that you're winning this game. Because sometimes hockey games work out that way. It's never fun when you're on the losing end of that, but lucky lucky for us, we are on the right end of that tonight, Rich. The Preds are up 3-1. They have not played their best game. They opened up the game very, very, very sloppy and very out of of the ordinary, and none none other than Yusuf Soros bailed them out like we all know about. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. So we are thankful for UC Saros and the Predators are ultra thankful for UC Saros right now. So, yes. And that, I think, the open, I think the Roman, open. Yossi, Roman Yossi needs to buy Saros a steak dinner after that penalty shot as well. So, yes. Um, he owes well, him something uh, a car, a watch, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> We're going to do our post-game reaction as this game is winding down. The Preds are up 3-1. to one. We appreciate you joining us right now on the live stream if you're watching on our YouTube channel or if you're watching on Twitter at Catfish Ice. We really appreciate that. This is episode 117 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network with your hosts, Chad Minton and Rich Howe. We've got a really fun episode lined up for you. We're going to do our post-game reaction. But as we inch closer to the playoffs, we are really going to look at what we want our Preds lineup to look like for the playoffs. And also, we're going to look at the best moments of this season so far. Mm-hmm. We are There's been some good ones. And we're going to really count down yeah. some of the best moments of this season. We really, me and Rich went back and forth on privately on what we thought were the best moments. We came up with some really good ones. Some that are probably obvious for some of you. You probably already know what we're going to say on some of these. But it's been a really exciting season. I mean, it really has has been. There's been so many big moments for this franchise. And so we're going to go back and look at those. Hopefully there's more to come after we do this list tonight that we can add on to it. But, uh, yeah. And really, honestly, Rich, here's what we're doing tonight for episode 117. We're trying to offer all, all of our listeners and our live stream uh, viewers right now something other than Will Smith and Chris Rock on their timeline. <laughs> mm. I couldn't even believe it, what I saw. Uh, I mean... Insane. Insane. Insanity. I mean, every, every post on my timeline is... And I don't even follow entertainment stuff really that much on Twitter. Like, I'm not really... Like that, I just really don't follow it that much. No. Every post on my timeline when I woke up on Monday morning was Will Smith, Chris Rock, Will Smith, Chris Rock. And I like, I didn't even watch the Oscars. I didn't, no. I didn't watch it live. And so when I woke up, I was like, what is going on? Why is every single post about Will Smith? It's and then crazy. it didn't take long to figure it out. Rich, we're going to try to give people an outlet other than Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, I can promise you if a normal person had ran up there and smacked Chris Rock, they'd be in prison right now. Yeah, Trust I don't, me. 
I don't think. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very 50-50 right now on whether it was staged or not. We could probably have an hour-long episode analyzing this if we really wanted to. But it's like, I, I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm, I like Chris Rock. I, I've always thought he's a funny dude. I actually really have always liked Will Smith as an actor. Like, love all of his movies and yeah. stuff. But um, mm. the whole situation is very bizarre. I'll just say that. Like, very I don't I'm starting to lean towards it was real and it wasn't staged and he just lost his lost his cool and I don't know but either way I think way, it was real yeah I think it's I, I think do. it was real too because they're talking about like taking his Oscar away and just all sorts of different things so yeah um, anyway we're gonna cut anyway. it we're we're gonna cut it short there on that that that's our Oscars analysis on <laughs> yeah. Catfish on Ice podcast I watched a minute of the Oscars when <laughs> Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Otherwise uh, I'm not going to watch any of that garbage. And the only reason people think it's staged is because the Oscars ratings are like down yeah. and nobody watches it anymore. But yeah. I, I actually tend to think it, it was real, but either way, we're going to yeah. offer you something other than that tonight. Cause that's probably all over your timeline. And you're probably sick of even talking about oh, it. Yeah. And why would you care what me and Rich had to say about it honestly because we don't even know really but uh let's go ahead yeah, and talk about exactly. this game real quick rich um i've been so this game really opened up like another it felt like it was gonna be another six to one loss which is what the preds did twice last week if you remember correctly and it well, was really feeling like it was gonna be another one of those types of games yes two two six one losses in a row and then a horrible start against philadelphia that I don't know what's going on, why they cannot get going in the beginning of games. But, um, yeah, lo you, losing to Philadelphia was was not an option. Like, no, I'm glad that they came back in that. And I'm glad that they, that they came back in this game. I didn't get to watch the first period, but I saw enough to know that it was bad. So, um, I don't know why they can't get off to a good start. It's, it's very puzzling. So, mm -hmm. Six of the six of the last seven games for the Preds, they've given up the first goal. Yeah. That's not a great trend. No, but not at there all. is our saving grace, and that is UC Soros. And we were going to talk about this tonight. We'll still talk about it tonight. We'll 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 yep. we'll move it into as a segment tonight in episode one seventeen tonight. Thank you for joining everybody. Um, our segment going into this game, we planned this segment before this game started tonight. Is it time to worry about UC Soros? Because he has struggled a little bit, to be fair. Like, yes. he has. He is. He has not looked his normal self. And this happens to every goaltender. You go through these. They're mm -hmm. human. You're going to go through these five to ten game stretches where you're maybe not locked in enough. Maybe you're giving up some soft goals. And, you know, it's possible that Soros is going through some of that right now. But... Mm -hmm. Whatever thoughts you had about that, you can squash him after watching tonight's game oh, yeah. against the Ottawa Senators because he has literally stolen this game from the Ottawa Senators. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, goaltenders do have stretches where they don't play well. I just wish that he would not have one at the end of the season. So hopefully, exactly. <laughs> hopefully this game is going to give him a boost and he will get back. To, to the way he was playing before. So 
it was a little worrying. It really was. Uh, six, mm-hmm. Two six to one losses in a row is bad. And then giving up the goals that he gave up against Philadelphia, just, ugh, just not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah, it's not good at all. And um, it's okay to criticize UC Soros from time to time. Our uh, yep. good friend Robbie Stanley of 102.5 mm-hmm. The Game put out a really good tweet basically saying that, basically saying, hey, Preds fans, it's okay to criticize UC Soros every now and then. And that's kind of where we're at with it. But he has really, really shown everyone tonight that, hey, it's okay. I'm here. Like, I can still bail this team out. And I know we don't like to see that against a team like the Senators, but I will say Mm -hmm. something. I don't follow the Senators closely, like every night type of thing. But Mm -hmm. they've been actually playing a lot better. They've got a good young team. They've got a nucleus. They're a team that's got a roadmap, and and they're going to be decent in a couple of years with some of their young players and some yep. of their uh, core veterans. And so they're not a team that you can just like look over at all. And they've shown that tonight. They've actually outplayed the Predators in a lot of ways tonight, especially in that first period. And yes. luckily, the Predators, the Predators came out of that first period tied one to one. Let's talk about that crazy wild goal. I know you weren't watching it live, Rich, but I'll kind of like tell everybody who might have missed it. Um, Predators it are down one nothing. They're killing off a. They're killing off a penalty. They're they, they went to the penalty box three times in the first five minutes of this game, Rich. <laughs> I mean, insane. it was just well, like no, it was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, and they committed five penalties overall in that first period, and yet. Anton Forsberg misplays this puck. If you go back and look mm-hmm. at the replay, mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those uh, situations where the puck was cleared on the penalty kill. Anton Forsberg comes out to play the puck, and the puck takes a really weird like path where it just slows down. He misplays it. He misjudges it. Mm. And then he gets stuck in no man's land where if he plays the puck, he yeah. takes a penalty. So he oh, tries right. to so he tries to retreat back to the net to because you got Michael McCarron. Credit to Michael McCarron. I know he's the butt of a lot of jokes. A lot of people think he shouldn't <laughs> be in the lineup altogether. But credit to Michael McCarron yeah. because he was smart enough and aggressive enough to play the puck, put Anton Forsberg in that situation. And by the time Forsberg could get back to maybe make a save, McCarron had already scored the goal. Yes, I saw it like a wraparound type goal. Yes, yeah, that, that's awesome. Good for McCarron. And then um, I know later on he got another goal as well. Mm-hmm. So two for him hey. tonight. Um, hey. I think I think it was kind of an accident, but we'll take oh, it. Oh come sure. on! I don't know. It looked like he was trying to go right before he it went through. It looks like he was trying to shift it back to his backhand, but I'm not complaining. Trust me. It was Don't good. be it was negative in this moment, Rich. I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> I'll give it to him too. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to give it to him. I, I, think, I think it was – you're probably yeah. right, but either yeah. way, the dude is really finding Amen. ways to make things happen, so good for him. I mean, if you can find a way for that fourth line to really uh, cook like it is, I mean, you're going to be tough yeah. to beat. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, make the playoffs, and that's a big if. That's a big if still. But right. if you make the playoffs and suddenly you have the herd line 
you have your top line cooking with Forsberg and Duchesne and I guess Ryan Johansson centering that line. Now they've yep. made a change there, but suddenly you have like a lineup that is totally complete. And we're, we're going to kind of talk about our ideal playoff lineup. And yep. a lot of it's probably going to be along, along the lines of what John Hines is already implementing. But mm-hmm. I do have a couple things to say about the defense when we get to that segment, Rich. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you look at the other goal was scored by Tanner Janot, Um, yeah, no goals by the first two lines. So it's that's interesting as well. So it's it's interesting, but it's also kind of refreshing that you can see yeah, your depth. You can see your depth actually carry the night for a change. Yep. You need that too. Yep. Matt Duchesne just got an empty netter. There you go. Let's salt this one away. 3.5 seconds left, so they're up 4-1. So so for someone who didn't watch this game at all, they're probably going to pull out their NHL app and look it up and be like, okay, (laughs) the Preds took took care of business tonight. They they did what they were supposed to do against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, They did, but they did Not so fast, not so fast. (laughs) This game... This game really started off on a bad mm-hmm. note. And I got to tell you, those Ottawa Senators players have to be extremely upset right now about how UC Soros definitely stole this game from them. I'm telling yes, you. Like, you because early on in this game, the Senators could have had three goals on the Predators easily. It, they could have been up 3 nothing on a yeah. team that had already lost 6-1 to one twice the week before. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're talking about psychologically speaking. He well, could have really buried the Predators again. Yeah, yeah. and and 6-1 to one, those two games. And like I said before, that Philly game wasn't – I mean, they won, but it wasn't nothing you can hang your hat on, especially from sorrow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's – it's crazy. He did, he did steal one from them. That's for sure. That's for sure. And these are the um, games that we know that the Predators have to win in this playoff absolutely. race. Uh, this, I mean, th- you're looking at the standings right now. We all know about it. It is so razor thin right now when you're mm-hmm. looking at Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, and Winnipeg. You've got five teams in the Central Division that all have a very realistic chance of not only making the playoffs, but moving into the top three. Even yeah. Winnipeg, even Winnipeg could go on a run and finish in the top three. Absolutely, yeah, and it's it's just the, them flip flopping back and forth, and one misstep by Nashville will end that, and and that it's only going to take a couple of games will will probably hurt them tremendously. So, yes, um, I think they're in third right now. I think that with this this win puts them in third, but they just uh, they just they just they just jumped ahead of St. Louis. For okay. third place in the division, here's the here's the only problem you have with that. St. Louis is off tonight. Yep. St. Louis has two games in hand on the Predators. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And that yes, Dallas that also puts Dallas. Dallas is also in action tonight, but as of now, Dallas has also has after tonight's action. Dallas will also have two games in hand on the Predators. Yes, and I think that'll put so so Dallas will be in the second wild card spot now. Should be. 
I mean, these standings are so close. I mean, it's yeah, well. Dallas ha- Dallas is playing tonight. They're playing the Ducks. Okay. They're up one. They're up one nothing at the first intermission. So, yeah. um, so if Dallas can take care of business tonight and beat the Anaheim Ducks, then that will put Dallas ahead of Vegas for the second wild card spot. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I mean, it's. It's going to come down to the last week of the season. I've been saying this for a while. I mean, it's going to, it's really going to come down. I, I don't see the Predators finishing in the top three. I just don't, just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Yeah. But if they can keep winning these games against teams they're supposed to beat, then they can still definitely take that wild card position. And then we've said this a couple times. The Predators are the type of team that just let them in the playoffs. Just let them mm-hmm. sneak through the back door into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the type of style they play, mm-hmm. that really hard-hitting style, you got to, you know, the old adage goes that the refs, they swallow the whistle once you get in the playoffs. They don't call as many penalties. Maybe that will benefit the Predators in the way they play because we know how many penalties they take. I wouldn't bank on that. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't bank on that. But no. either way, the Predators are one of those types of teams that could definitely steal a playoff series, but they got to get in first. That's my but deal. Anyway. And then who are they going to play in the first round? It seems most likely that they would play a team like Calgary in mm-hmm. the first round if they can hold on to that second wild card spot. But it's still obviously very much up in the air with so many games left. So we really don't know. But um, totally. I mean, and then there's some, there's still some pretty big games left too. That's the other thing. They've so. got some really difficult games left. It's gonna get. It's yeah. really gonna shift this whole playoff race. And I okay. wrote an article for Predlines.com today. Yep. That kind of out. That kind of outlines what their road map ahead is to make the mm-hmm. playoffs. And it mm-hmm. really, the article really outlined. You got to start off strong against Ottawa tonight, and. Even though they didn't open up the game strong, they did win the game. So I'll give them that. They ended up winning yep. the game. They got the two points that you need. But you look at you look at this schedule now. They don't play another game until April. So you, the, the calendar <clears throat> shifts to April. April 1, this Friday, they take on the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, that's another game where, hey, yep, if you yep. play the way you're capable of playing, get the yep. two points. Get the two points. Yep. Here's where it gets really, really interesting. They play Minnesota twice in April. They play yep. Calgary twice. They play Edmonton, who's also in the middle of this wild card hunt. They play St. Louis again. They still have to play Tampa Bay again. I mean, these are Florida. like they got Colorado, play Florida. Man. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm I'm really hoping that by the time the Preds play Colorado on April 28th, the second to last <laughs> day of the season, that Colorado's maybe. not playing anybody. <laughs> Maybe they I won't have so anything too. to play for at that point. Let's hope, but um, but yeah. Well, so the Preds, they the Preds have a lot of tough opponents left. They do, and another one. Um, they're playing San Jose again. I'm sure San Jose is probably. Nah, I'm not worried about that, that one. No, I think they've probably got that circled. They're probably nah, like not. Happy. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm not worried. We'll see. I'm seeing all those other teams like Calgary and St. Louis and Minnesota, yeah, well, so I'm not really too worried about San yeah, Jose. Just, but uh, but I just don't want them to. I just don't want them to uh, play down to their opponent. Oh, for all, sure. So. And they they tend to do that at times, obviously. Yeah. So um, that's, 
I got to ask you this, Rich, and this is a real Mm -hmm. question, Rich. I'm starting to think that the refs get paid extra when they work Preds games. They got to. (laughs) They get. It's it's kind of like when you when you're a forty hour a week worker and you get Mm -hmm. into overtime and you get time and a half. I think that the I think there's something in the NHL clause that maybe we don't know about where in their contract for the referees, whenever a Preds game comes on their schedule and they have to call a Preds game, they get mm-hmm. time and a half. Yeah, something <laughs> something seems fishy. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's that's that 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 would be understandable because every time the Preds play I feel like every time a player on the other team falls down, even if mm-hmm. it's not a bad play, I'm like waiting for the ref to raise his arm and call a penalty on the Preds. I've watched other teams play, not the Predators, and um, it seems like I didn't I didn't see any tonight, but it seems like other teams can cross check a whole lot and not get called, but it seems like Nashville gets called for cross checking a whole bunch. So I, I, Matthias Ekholm likes to do that a lot um, when they're down there fighting for the puck, and McCarron does it a lot as well. Just you know, cross checks them right in the back, and I'm like, you you got to stop that because they're they're watching you close apparently. So well, um, and, it does seem like they don't thing. get away with as much. And you can't tell me that that referees don't also do their scouting reports when they go into a game, no, and no, when no, they no. know that they're refereeing, I'm not saying they're doing. I'm not saying that it's fixed or they're like intentionally putting it against the Preds. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is <coughs> they do scouting reports on teams, and mm-hmm. if they know that the Preds are a team that tends to commit a lot of penalties, they're probably going to look for it a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely I mean, believe that. So no, I don't know. I, I mean, w- w- we've said this all season, Rich. I think that they're going to have to live and die by the way they play. And mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it won't be their undoing in a playoff series. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But well, uh, I, think, it just... I, I think what you said, though, makes sense. Because, like, you know, the Predators lead, you know, the NHL and penalty minutes and majors and all that. And I think they've they've built that reputation where, you know, we're we're tough. We're gonna we're not gonna let you push us around anymore. And I think that does get the attention of some people. You know, they're like, oh, okay, sure. we're gonna we're gonna watch these guys a little closer since they've got this chip on their shoulder or whatnot. So it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. But any either way, the Preds get a big two points tonight. Tanner Janot mm-hmm. scores tonight. Michael McCarron scores two goals, and of course Matt Duchesne tallies it off with the empty netter to get his 35th goal of the season. And so um, it's the rare night where Roman Yossi does not find yes. the score sheet. His his uh, his streak came to an end tonight, unfortunately. He had a chance to break a Gordie Howe record. Did you see this? Was it Gordie Howe or Bobby Orr? Or Bobby Orr, was, I'm sorry. Bobby Orr, yeah. If he would have got uh, – If he would have got three – points tonight he would have tied Bobby Orr for the most points ever in March I think is what I was, was. thinking Gordy Howe hat trick because of Tanner Janot because he oh, did right. the Gordy Howe trick but, he, I, he got one of those but thanks for the correction yeah Bobby no, Orr he had a chance to uh yeah so uh, this is from hockey reference Roman Yossi n- needed three <coughs> points to tie Bobby Orr's NHL record for most points in a month by a defenseman which he set in March of 1971 when he scored 31 
So um, he comes up short there. But um, it's like I said, the rare night that Roman Yossi does not score a point. No. Um, lately, it's like he's a walking two or three assists a night type of player, no. or at least an assist. But um, mm-hmm. either way, the Preds get the win. That's what's most important. I know that's what's yes. most important to Roman Yossi. And you had to have these two points tonight. You really yeah. did. He ma- he made a couple of mistakes tonight. Um, he did. He did as well, which that's fine. You know, <laughs> he's a human being. You can't expect it. You know, great. It wasn't his strongest game by any means. I mean, not. defensively, no. he had some lapses. The whole team was really mm-hmm. having some defensive lapses early in this game, yep. which is what we've seen. This has been a really ugly trend for this team recently. And it, that's why it's not all on UC Soros for why he's had so, so many bad numbers lately is no. because the team has also been really shaky defensively. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's talk about this one play that really stands out to me that was really a game changer. And that was uh, Jeremy uh, Lazan made a really, yes. really bad giveaway trying to exit the zone right at the blue mm-hmm. line. He just got his uh, – he, he just really just had the puck taken away from him by uh to chuck and yeah, sorrows <laughs> completely denied him i did i did see that um yeah lazan did not look good in that little moment um someone on twitter said something about that as soon as he did it they're like i can't believe we gave up a second round pick for him <laughs> the dude's never also, that down and then also also Soros made another really big – he made so – there's two other – so there's really three major saves out of a lot mm-hmm. of big saves tonight that Soros made. First, it's that save where Lazan made the turnover at the blue line and could have easily ended up in being a goal mm-hmm. by by Chuck, Brady Chuck. But the there's two other ones. A two-on-zero developed where mm-hmm. Soros had to – flash his glove out and make a crazy save. I thought for sure that was going to be a goal. Brady yep. Brady Chuck was in the middle of that as well, and he dished it out to his teammate uh, Batherson, mm-hmm. and Soros makes the save again. And yep. then, the, of course, the penalty shot. Yes. Soros also had to stop a penalty shot. That's kind of alluding to where uh, Yossi had to commit the penalty. Mm-hmm. He got beat down the ice. Kind of got caught maybe a little flat-footed there. Tried to make up for it with his speed, but he just couldn't. He commits the penalty. Even though Soros actually made the initial save on that called penalty. But uh, you get a penalty shot, and Soros came up strong there as well. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, if Soros was having an off night, this game would have been over. And One of Soros' be best games of the season. I'll call it yeah, right it now. Was. Yeah. yeah. One of his best it. games of the season. 36 saves on 37 shots face. And even though he didn't have to do the big Goliath 40-plus save game, it's important mm-hmm. to remember, and I, I'll be really interested to go back and look at the at the analytics of this. We can go look at natural stat trick on it. Um the quality of shots that Soros had to stop tonight is really where, where you got to look yeah. because he was really having to make highly difficult saves tonight. It's not like he was piling up his saves on very easy shots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree 100%. And what you said about um, his best game of the one of the best games of the season, 
It, it, it was, and it's also a good um, comeback uh, win for, for his performance for the past three games. Um, he, he really got back into form, and that's, you know, this is when we needed him to get back into form, and he's he uh, came through, that's for sure, because it was, it was uh, looking a little rough. Yes. So the Predators, they totally rebounded, and they figured out a way to get this win, even though much like the Philadelphia Flyers game, again, don't focus on the final score of 4-1. No. This game no. was very much not looking good at all. Uh, and if you're watching this game from the start, you know what we're talking about here. But they get the win. They're temporarily back in the top three of the division. So, again, buckle in because this is going to probably come down to the last few games of the season in April to really yeah. figure out where the Preds finish. They could finish completely out of the playoffs, or they could still finish in second place. It's that mm-hmm. close. Yeah, <clears throat> Nashville took third. St. Louis is in the first wild card spot. They're only one one point behind. Um, Vegas is six points behind Nashville. They're in the second spot. Uh, Dallas is now seven points behind, and they're out of the out of the spot for now. So for now, but they're playing. Yeah. They're playing. They're playing Anaheim tonight. You got to feel like they could, they should win that game. But we'll stay. We'll we'll keep watching that score as we roll yeah. through episode one seventeen. All right, this is Catfish on Ice episode one seventeen with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are really happy and excited that you're joining us tonight on our YouTube channel and on Twitter. Follow us at Catfish Ice. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Let's let's roll into our best moments of the season. As I mean, really, this season has flown by. If you ask me, like I know people say that all the time, but it really has for me. Like this season has just yeah really moved past us really quick. We're already entering the last month of the regular season. Mm-hmm. There's like 15 games left now for the Predators this season. 15 it's crazy. games. It's insane that it's gone by so quick. And so hopefully we'll add more moments to this list. But as of now, up to this point, we're going to go back and look at the best moments of this Predator season. Yep. How about you uh, start ones. us off, Rich, with one of one of them? So I found – well, yeah, I found a, a really good one that I thought about was the seven-game win streak in December – um, at one point, the Predators had the longest winning streak in the NHL. Um, they were winning every night, every game. It was a really exciting time. Um, that was the last big, long winning streak they ha- they've had since then. But um, well, they've, it they've is so hard. It is, it is so it is so hard to win seven games in a row in the NHL. I mean, we know about the Colorado Avalanche and the run they went on there for a while. Hmm. Where yeah. the only team they lost to was the the Predators for like almost two months. You remember that? I do. Oh, absolutely. I remember that. But yeah, it was other than that, other than that, even the best of the best teams, mm-hmm. it's really hard to win seven games in a row. And so, yeah. yeah, when you brought that up, Rich, I was like, wow, I kind of forgot that they did that. And mm-hmm. you go back and look at that seven-game stretch. So from December yeah. 4th to yeah. – December 17th, they once they they strung out seven wins in a row. They beat Montreal, Detroit, the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers. 
they had that really big win against Colorado, and then they beat Chicago. And that went into the uh, a week-long break before – no, to almost two was, weeks long. Yeah, that was right before the little COVID break they took. Yes. Yep. So they had Absolutely. a seven-game winning streak. Now, you look at that seven-game winning streak, <laughs> and they beat a lot of really bad teams, mm-hmm. uh, teams that were struggling. But that New York Rangers win, we just got to talking about, is this the best win for UC Soros all season? That one nothing win over the Rangers mm-hmm. was pretty big for Soros, where he made 32 saves on 32 shots for the shutout on the yeah. Rangers. But uh, That one was good. To extend the winning streak, but uh, yep. yeah, that that's a good moment there. That was big. Yeah. That you look back on that now, and you're thinking, "Wow, like that's got them where they're at right now." Being right. able to win seven games in a row, they did have another stretch where they won five. Um, it was January first through what is it? Um, January the eleventh, they won five in a row, and they beat. Um, Let's that, see. They well, beat. that got capped off. That got capped off by that big win but, over Colorado. The absolutely. one was that was one of the biggest wins of the year. That was the game mm-hmm. where Mark Borowiecki got hurt and everyone yep. was skating around him while he was laying on the ice. That's and right. It was yep. just a that was just a crazy, very emotional type of game. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was big too. Even five in a row, and then they turned around during our live watch along episode in. Laid an egg against Buffalo, if you remember correctly. But, I but, do uh, remember that, unfortunately. What's up, stupid seal? You jump back. You jump back in real quick for the. And that back. is that is his YouTube name. I'm not calling him a stupid seal. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. He says he says okay. Let me make it quick before my phone dies. Good offense, okay defense, and great goaltending tonight. Look shady at first. Got to play full 60 minutes in the next couple of games. Totally agree. Absolutely. We can't have any more of these 6-1 losses or losing we're coming, to Philadelphia. We're, we're, definitely, or... we're definitely coming out of that game counting our <coughs> blessings mm-hmm. and and bowing our heads to UC Soros. Yeah, absolutely. And also to Michael McCarron because I know, mm-hmm. that, again, we make jokes about Michael McCarron all, all the time. I have been said I've said this multiple times that I don't really want him in our playoff lineup, but he's starting to make a believer out of me a little bit because, yeah, I mean th- that play he made. I know that Anton Forsberg misplayed the puck and it was kind of a fluky play, but give credit where credit's due to Michael McCarron for at least yeah. being aggressive enough and being smart enough to Absolutely. to to go get the puck and do what he mm-hmm. had to do. So yeah. uh, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Like when it comes to Michael McCarron, I think he's definitely starting to earn himself a playoff roster spot. He is, but there's still a lot of games left. And honestly, is there a better option right now that you can put in there for your forwards this late in the season? I mean, probably not. Probably Probably not. not. So I I can't think of anybody else who you could stick in there. Somebody might have an idea, but. All right, let's go to our next biggest moments of the season for the bread so far. I'm going to go ahead and go with one that might surprise some people. It's a game that maybe we all forgot about, but because it really wasn't that big of a matchup. It wasn't a game that people were just running to watch. But anytime you score eight goals and get a shutout against any NHL team, I don't care how bad that team might be, I'm sorry, but that is impressive. 
And when the Preds beat the San Jose Sharks 8 to nothing, that was a complete and total domination win that you just don't get treated to very often as, as a Preds fan. We don't get no. those types of games hardly ever. Hardly ever. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's why I was that, saying San Jose might goal. have their next. Uh, that's why I was saying San Jose might have their next uh, game circled since Predators dropped eight on them. I don't know. I mean, but, that's yeah, that was really, awesome to watch as as a team. That is really embarrassing when you get beat eight to nothing. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah. That that happened earlier this month. Actually, that happened back on uh, March fifth. Uh, let's go back and look at the. Let's look at that box score and. What do you, I mean, what do you even know about that? Michael McCarron had a four point game. We keep bringing up Michael McCarron oh, yeah. tonight somehow. Yeah. Michael McCarron had two goals and two assists for four points. Uh, Roman Yossi had four assists in that game. Uh, Philip Tomasino had three assists. Matt Luff had two goals and an assist in that game. I mean, you're talking about some very unlikely contributors. I'm sorry, but you're lying to me if, if you thought. That ever the Preds <laughs> would win eight to nothing in a game, and Phil Forsberg would only score one assist in those eight goals. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it was a rare treat, that's for sure. Phil um, Forsberg had one assist in that game and on eight goals. Tell me how yeah. odd and bizarre that is. Yeah, yeah, you would think it would be him with a hat trick or something, but um, and UC Soros had the shutout, but he only, he only had to make 20 saves in that game. Yeah. Yeah. To get a shutout. It was, it was an exciting game. That's for sure. Fun to watch. And for your old school Predators fans, they have a very, very strong dislike for the San Jose Sharks. You have to be an old school Predators fan though. You have to like go back. Yeah. You have to go back like over a decade of really being a true fan of this team because the Sharks used to be the team that we could not get past in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They were just they were bigger than us. They they had better goaltending. They just they just were had more superstars. They just you could not get past them. They were just yeah. always the thorn in our side in the playoffs. Them and the Chicago Blackhawks, and to a degree the Detroit Red Wings. But it was really the San Jose Sharks. It was like the yeah. team we were like we don't want to play this team, yeah. and. So your old school Preds fans, I'm sure they really enjoyed it more than a lot of the newer fans to do it against a team like the San Jose Sharks. Yep, absolutely. Yep, poor San Jose. Just not the same team they used to be. That's for All sure. right, here's another one I got for biggest moments of the season. I'm going to go with Philip Tomasino scoring his first career NHL goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On October 21st against the New York Rangers, Philip Tomasino got his yes. first career goal. We all remember last season towards the end of the 56 game regular season. We all remember that everyone was like, Oh, we're on Philip Tomasino watch. Like he's going to, we need to call him up. He needs to be playing games. Mm-hmm. And really we, we just had to wait until this season to really, for him to get his full opportunity to be in this lineup every day and a big credit goes to john hines he did that he's left tomasino in there all season i know there's a lot of people out there and i tend to agree with a lot of these people when they say that they really wish that tomasino would get more minutes and he would get more top line minutes or not top line but top six minutes Mm -hmm. because you can really you know like he might be suffering a little bit by playing on the fourth line 
with Nick Cousins and Michael McCarron and some of these other players he's played with this season. But he has still made the most out of it this season. He's mm-hmm. Tanner Janot gets all of the accolades because he's technically a rookie, but and rightfully so. But right. Tomasino has had a very, very respectable season this year as a rookie. He has, yeah. Especially like you said, playing playing where he plays. He's moved around a very little. He's usually on that fourth line and um yeah, I mean, he's only like, what is he like? Twenty one. He's real young. I mean, still, yeah, he's twenty. He's still technically he's 20, twenty years he's just old. Twenty. Yeah, I mean, twenty five points in sixty games this season in his first season in the NHL, playing yeah. fourth line, really tough minutes. He has really, really lived lived up to it. I know yeah. that everyone looks at all the numbers he put up in in the minor leagues, but to make that NHL jump is very, very difficult. And he has really done what he needs to do. You know his game's going to grow. It's going to round out. But the fact that he's been almost a half a point per game score this year, 25 points in 60 games, 10 goals, 15 assists. He's been snake bitten this year a bit, much like Tolvanen. Tolvanen, yeah. He could easily have a lot more goals this season than he has. Uh, It's been a really good season for for, uh, Tomasino. And so I think that was a big moment for him when he scored his first career goal back mm-hmm. in October. It is. Yeah. And only, only good things are going to happen for him. Like if they keep the team together, you know, keep this group together and make sure to get, keep Forsberg, move some people in and out. He's going to be a bigger part next year, I think. So mm-hmm. we look forward to that for sure. You, you really um, got to think as this team shifts and as, as, as this roster changes a little bit, He's yep. eventually going to move up the lineup. He's eventually oh, yeah. going to find himself in a uh, a top six role. Eventually, it's going to take some time. Again, he's so yeah, young. Give, yeah. be patient. He's going to get his opportunity. I know everyone wants to see him up there right now. Give him mm-hmm. some time. He is so freaking young, but he is he is already showing some really good signs. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to remember, um, he didn't with the the league that he played in they had the rule to where you couldn't go to the AHL because of your age so he never got he got part of a season for the year of covid and played in Chicago or whatever but um yeah he didn't get to make that that jump to the AHL and then to the NHL so mm-hmm. to see him doing this good it's it's good to see so yeah, for sure yeah. Yep. All right, I got I got another good one here that maybe some people have forgotten about already because of everything that's happened. But uh, let's go back to February 22nd against oh, yeah. the Florida this Panthers. A, this is a good one. How about our guy, Big Save Dave, David Riddick? He hadn't started in over a month, everybody. Mm-hmm. And they threw him in against the Florida Panthers. I remember going Do into that game thinking, I remember going Panthers. into that game thinking, this is not fair. Like, how are no. you going to throw this poor guy in here? And I think we even did an episode, Rich. Me, you, and Kyle did an episode going into that week saying, when's the best time to start Riddick this week? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, remember remember us all, I remember us all saying, don't start him against Florida. Don't start him yeah. against Florida. And yeah. they did it. And he, what, what do you know? Big save David Riddick proved us wrong. He made 44 saves to uh, help propel the Predators to a big win when, honestly, the Predators were not playing very well. They were in a very big, rough stretch. 
Leading into that game, they had just lost five to three to the Carolina Hurricanes. They had lost four to one to the Capitals, five to two to the Winnipeg Jets, and three, mm-hmm. four to three to the Dallas Stars. They were on a four-game losing streak coming out of the break, coming out That's of the right. All-Star break. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. And then, what was it? So, Soros would have played in Carolina. Yeah, so they, I guess they started Soros in Carolina. So, that would have been. And, 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 and Soros had, had a rough game. Soros had a rough game against Carolina. And then, what do yep. you know, right after that, the Preds beat the Dallas Stars 2-1 to one in a shootout. Mm-hmm on a game where Soros made 27 saves on 28 shots. So just Soros getting that rest. Soros almost got a week's long rest with Riddick starting that game against the Florida Panthers. They could have easily started Soros in that game. Yes. Yeah. That was a, that, that was a three day break in between games. Yeah. But credit the coaching staff. They showed their confidence in David Riddick. He started that game against the Florida Panthers, and yes, he gave up four goals, but I remember that game very clearly. Mm -hmm. Riddick was literally keeping that team from scoring nine or ten goals that night. It was was one of those games. And and to the credit of the Predators, they were also putting out the scoring chances, and it ended up being a 6-4 final score. The Preds won. But Riddick making those 44 saves, Mm -hmm. going over a month of not starting – is a big moment of the season for me. Yeah, it, it is huge. Um, I remember it so well. We were we were so nervous about him starting, and we were like, well, this one's not going to turn out good, but it turned out great. And uh, super, super game for that guy, especially uh, I for gotta, not playing and, for a month. And I got to ask you, Rich, I want you to be totally honest here. Do you trust Riddick? <laughs> to win a game against a very good team down the stretch. Let's say that they have to start Riddick against. Let's look at this final schedule again. Let's look at the. Let's look at this April schedule. So we got some back to backs. Oh, so here you go, right here. This is a perfect question, Rich. Our next back to back is April 9th, April tenth, Florida and Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh! Do, do you trust Riddick to go out there and win one of those games? In other words, if the Preds lose lose one of those games, it won't be because of him. It will be because of something else. Do you trust David Riddick like that now? Um, hmm, that's a tough question. That might be the next time we see him. Honestly, like I, it, I think, it might be. Um, but man, what what a tough couple games to to pick who you're going to play. Um, yeah. Before his last start, I would have said yes. I felt a little more confident, but his last start was not great. Yeah, um, it was not good at all. There was a few. There was, I mean, the team in front of him was bad, obviously, but there was a few that he probably should have saved. Um, but then, at the, by that point, it was just frustration setting in. But Man, going up against picking him to go for Florida or against uh, Pittsburgh—that's that's tough. That's well, the Preds. So the Preds have four back-to-backs this month remaining. They have four back-to-backs. They yeah. got Florida, Pittsburgh. Then they got Chicago, St. Louis. Then they got Tampa Bay, Minnesota, 
And then to close out the season, they got Colorado, Arizona. Yeah. So those are all those are all tough games. I mean, you're you're definitely gonna well, see hell, him. But... Even Arizona, you can't count out anymore. No, no, you can't. Yeah, so uh you're definitely gonna see Riddick have to really go out and put a good performance against a good team when they play Florida or Pittsburgh. Yeah, you'll see him one of those times, and then um, I would start him against Chicago, maybe, and then Soros for St. Louis. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. We're, well, we're going to see some David know. Riddick this month, though. Let's just get ready for it. We're going to see him. And, that and was he, a, needs that to have, he needs to have good games because it's kind of like an audition for his next job, probably. Exactly. <laughs> And he hasn't had that you know, many games. I, to, honestly, to, to man, on, honestly, so. I I do kind of trust David Riddick. I think that yeah. Riddick has suffered from a lot of the same bad fortune that Soros has suffered from mm-hmm. with this team. That's so true. I, I mean, I do think that Riddick has gone through enough in his NHL career where yeah. I can kind of trust him in a really big game that the press yeah. need him to win. I don't, I'm not worried about him like I would be if he was a younger goaltender. As much as I like Connor Ingram, and I think he is definitely going to be Soros's next backup next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Connor Ingram was was in this position right now, and I was thinking about him having to be thrown in to win a big game down the stretch here this April, I don't know if I would trust him as much as David Riddick because David Riddick has already been there and done that. He's been through some really yeah. tough matchups in his career already he knows what it's like to play in these types of games mm-hmm. whereas Connor Ingram's never experienced that yet so I that do kind of trust David Riddick to to go out and put out some good performances in these back-to-backs coming up yeah that is a good point that's true um he does have the experience and that's that's one good thing I guess it's just because of his last his last game was not good but yeah. that's going to happen too so can't really hold that against him so Good point. All right. Let's go to another big moment of the season. It's pretty obvious. Even though the Preds lost, I thought they played very well on the big stage. Obviously, the city of Nashville did yep. not did not disappoint, no. as they never do in these big national moments. But the stadium series game, despite the result, despite that the Preds did lose that game to the Tampa Bay Lightning, that was a big moment of the season. It was awesome. I know that both fan bases had a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interacted with a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans who had yep. a great time, and Nashville loved it down here. You saw mm-hmm. some national media who from that area who talked about it as well. Uh, Preds fans that I talked to were like, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning fan, fans, they were totally cool. They were they, they loved their team. They were respectable, but – they they were cool. Even our even Kyle Perkins said that. He said that the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning fans were pretty cool. So overall, it was just a great moment for the franchise, for the city of Nashville. And it looked great on TV. Everything went well. The only thing that didn't happen that you wanted to happen was the president win the game. But uh yeah. it's still a big moment of the season. It was, but even even though they didn't win, they played well for against Tampa Bay. I mean, they only won by one. So, you know. They didn't get blown out, and that was a good thing. Um, and once again, it was the penalties that undid them. 
It was the penalties that undid it. It was it was a great game. I loved watching it. The 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 music was good, and during the the intermissions, the whole everything was just exciting to see. So yep. And I got to watch everything and didn't have to go walking around and be out in the cold. And <laughs> let's do our final best moment of the season, and we save the best for last because I do think it's the best moment of the season. This is a good and it's one. It's definitely Phil Forsberg breaking David Legwan's franchise all time goal record. Uh, that's got to be your number one best moment of the season so far. So far, that's for sure. Um, I was just looking at if you go to the Predators website, you can go look at their uh, the records that they've all had. And the first one that pops up is obviously Phil Forsberg, career goals, 215. The second one is Roman Yossi with assists career leaders, which that's awesome. Um, we're finally getting to see some of these pictures updated. Like David Legwan's been in all of them for the past, you know, forever. And uh, now we're getting some, some guys, uh, some more. Roman Yossi uh, broke pictures. his assist record. Roman Yossi yep. broke David Legwan's assist record. Yep. And then if you, uh, if you scroll down single season leaders, Philip Forsberg with goals, it's sitting at 37. Roman Yossi with assists at 63. So, Lots of good things happening. And Paul uh, Correa's points record is almost certainly going to going to be broken by uh, Roman Yossi. Yeah. I think I Yossi is four points shy of tying him. And, mm-hmm. yeah, five points shy of, of breaking it. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Plenty of great wish- moments. Everyone tweet the show. If if you're watching live right now, if you're listening to the podcast, tweet us at Catfish Ice or comment right now live on the stream. Did we miss any best moments of the season so far for the Preds? If we did, let us know some of your best moments this season. Let us know some of your personal best moments of the season so far. We'd love to hear them. We'll retweet them if you tweet the show. Put Drop them in the comments on our YouTube channel right now. Uh, at Catfish Ice on Twitter. We appreciate it. We are presented by DraftKings. We got an awesome NHL offer going on for you right now with the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN. Of course, as you all know, it's very easy right now with the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get a great offer with the NHL. (laughs) on our on our season here so the nhl has been packed with dirty dangles hat tricks and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the nhl has your shot to win big two dirty dangles did we see some of those tonight rich i think michael mccarron had a dirty dangle tonight <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it like i see it i would say it was an accidental dangle maybe Accidental dirty dangle. Accidental dirty dangle. Uh, yeah, we'll put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, that's awesome though. Right. Hey man, good on we, that. If they, if, if they don't know we're talking about hockey, that's going to be strange. But anyway, um, they will. Yeah. Michael McCarron had an accidental dirty dangle, but it still counted as a goal tonight. <laughs> All right, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just one dollar. On any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and up restrictions apply. Please see our show notes for details 
on responsible gambling practices. And if you need help, if you have a gambling problem, we have all the information right there in our show notes to get help with your gambling problem. Also, if the sports book isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the daily fantasy hockey contest on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Last week, I took my shot, Rich, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I remember that. And I I threw $10 down on Ellie Tolvin in scoring the first goal of the game. I felt like he was due. Uh, it's $10, you know, like if you feel like yeah. if you want to do it, just have a little fun because the payout's really big. So mm-hmm. I threw out $10 on Ellie Tolvin in, and uh, it didn't work out in my favor too well. No, but uh, it didn't, but. But, you know, when it's a $10 bet, you know, you take your chances. That's why it's called betting. Exactly. And not All right, winning. so go do that. Go get DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. You won't yep. be mad that you did it. A lot of fun there. Yep, get in on the sure. action as the NHL season comes down, to, winds down, and we get closer to the playoffs. Ugh, playoffs. All right. Do we want to do our clutch performers really quick? Sure. Let's yeah, do let's do that. Yeah, that's good. I'll start. All right. My let's... number three clutch performer of the week is Yakov Trennan. Mine too. Because he scored those two goals against Philadelphia Flyers in a game mm-hmm. where we felt like the Predators were not going to win that game. I was not feeling good about it at all. Nope. Nope. Me either. Trinan put up two goals, four shots, five hits. Yakov Trinan's one of those players where he might be quiet for a little bit. You might kind of forget he's there. And then he will just bust out and just really – yeah. do what this whole list is about, which is perform in the clutch moments. Yep. That was my number three as well. And I wrote, um, he kick-started the Predators who were struggling to score anything at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he does that. He does that a lot. He does that a he lot. Does. He He and is. I like him a lot. Let's even um, talk about tonight's game where mm-hmm. he uh, chased down the puck. Yep. Chase down the puck in the zone to track down the puck, and it that's what directly led to Tanner Janot's goal tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep, to put the Predators up yep. three to one. He does a bunch of little things, but then, like you said, at a moment's notice, he can score on you. So, yeah, he's a stuff. really hardworking player. He really he fits this team's this team's uh, motto perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's he's a hardworking player, much like Tanner Janot. We all mm-hmm. know about the herd line. And so that's yeah. that's why Yakov Trenin just really fits this team so perfectly. So yeah. uh, Yakov Trenin gets an assist tonight, but really it was about those two goals he scored against Philadelphia to push the Preds into the win column that night. Absolutely. My number two clutch performer of the week is Roman Yossi. Oh. Cool. He put four. He put up four assists last week. Two assists against Philly. He's just an, he's just a player that like I know that tonight he didn't have the greatest game. I know that sometimes he has these defensive lapses that people don't always notice because they're so focused on his point scoring. Right. And I get all that and I understand that the analytic analytics people jump all over it about it. And I get it. I understand it. I see it. But I still think that he is one of the best captains out there as far as leading this team. Oh yeah, you, you see what he leaves it out there on the ice, and mm-hmm. I mean, even on his worst week, I don't think he had a great week. Honestly, he still put up four assists, and 
I mean, how weird is it tonight that he didn't register a point? It's like unheard Very, of when this yeah. player doesn't get a point in a game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Um, it was a little strange. And um, I actually put him as, as number one. I did this earlier really? in the day. Yeah, I did. Because, yeah, we're not we're not counting the Ottawa game. These were our clutch performers of the week from last week. Right. Yeah, I did that. I did that this this uh, before uh, uh, this afternoon. So I had actually had. Well, I, I think I know who your number one is, but yeah, I put him at, at number one, Yossi, because of the thirteen straight games with a point, at least a point, and then he needed three to tie Bobby Orr, but that didn't happen. So. Um, yeah. So he's your number one. Okay. He is number one. So but who's I your number two number, then? Because I think we're going to flip flop our number I one. I think and we are. Because my, my number two was, was Tanner Janot, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a goal to assist. The hat, Gordy Howe hat trick against the Flyers. Had a goal tonight. Um, yeah, I probably should have flip flopped these. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I got Tanner Janot number one, but I'm yeah, going to go yeah. ahead and throw this out there off the ice. Tanner Janot ended up being the hero dad that found oh, yeah. a flight to fly across country from Vegas out of warmups to be there for the birth of his child. That yep. makes him my number one clutch performer of the week. Yep. I think they said he got in Nashville at like three in the morning or something. And his uh, fiance didn't have their baby until like five thirty PM. That's okay. He was still there. But he though. made he it. He definitely counts. made it with plenty of time to spare, and he probably got him a little nap in. So I also read that. I also read that apparently when he was getting off the flight, and everyone, you know how whenever you're getting off a flight, like mm-hmm. everyone like log jams in the aisle trying mm-hmm. to get their bags off the out of yeah. the racks and stuff. And apparently yeah. they announced over the intercom, uh, someone on this plane is 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 expecting a child to be born, and. Yeah. And they, everyone let him get off first, and they all started yeah. clapping for him. Yeah, I read that too. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. That was cool that was to see. Cool. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, off the ice, not just off the ice. Obviously, I think that's awesome that he made it there, that he did that. And um, anyone who was upset about him not playing the game, I mean, just please yeah. don't interact with me ever because <laughs> priorities are all out of order. But, um, yeah. But yeah uh, when it comes to on the ice, again, he had one goal, two assists, three hits, one block. He had that really big fight against Philadelphia where Ooh, he just, I mean. Yes. Hurt hurt that fella. Yeah. I mean, he just does rough. it all the time now. I mean, why does anybody step up to this guy anymore? And, I, I mean, know. he's just. I don't know. I know he's I not on people. Uh, the, on the national side of things, he's not on the top of anybody's list when it comes to Calder Trophy. Uh, nominations and um, I just I don't know I don't, I don't think it's right <laughs> I don't get <laughs> it of how what a season he's having man I mean um, he he gets very little zone offensive zone time and he's still leading among rookies yeah. in goals I mean please yeah. explain that to me yeah, he gets I, very I he gets way little he gets way less offensive zone time compared to a lot of these other offensive rookies that are out there absolutely he, he kills penalties. He does the dirty things out there, and yet he's yeah. still so far down on a lot of these models when it comes to the Calder Trophy. But yeah. uh, either way, he's my number one clutch performer yeah. of the week. That's a good one. 
another 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 guy who is uh, a key to the future of the Predators. I, th- I feel I really like him a lot. So yes, he's, for he's sure, one of my favorite players. So. He's going to be the core of this team for for a while, man. I really feel yeah. it. I All right, so let's do our catfish cold hard picks of the week. Rich, pull up oh, the list. This, was, pull, pull this up started list. off. This started off ugly already. Well, let's name our picks first, and then we'll see how we're doing. Okay. All right. So you took the Kings over the Oilers. First of all, let's tell everybody where my record is. I'm. I've only won. I've only picked one yeah. out of six correct choices so far in the first yeah. two weeks we've done this. And I've so done, I'm not doing I've, very good. I've gotten three. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not um, doing very good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not doing great either, but that's okay. So you took Kings over the Oilers, Blues over the Canucks, and the Flames over the Avalanche. I took the Bruins over the Maple Leafs, so that's a loss already right there. Uh, Penguins over the Rangers, and the Flames over the Avalanche as well. So, so you're 0 for 2 already tonight. Oh, did what's the who's the other one? Well, wait. Over. You said you took you oh, said you took, took Bruins over Leafs. Yep, and then Penguins over the Rangers. So those are both losses. Yep. Yeah, Rangers beat the Penguins three to two, and the Leafs beat the Bruins six to four. You took some really tough matchups, though. Those are not I easy. Did. I was trying to. I was trying to. I, I tried to. I, I tried to be tough too. I didn't want to. I didn't want any softballs here. Uh, so I took the. We both took the Flames to beat the Avalanche, and the Avalanche yeah. are currently up two to one, and the Flames have their net empty right now. Yeah, and there's only a minute forty left. The Flames <laughs> so, have forty-one. The Flames have forty-one shots on goal in this game, and then they scored the first goal of the game. So it's not like they just played terrible. But apparently, yep. uh, Darcy Kemper, which we know Darcy Kemper is a great mm-hmm. goaltender, has forty-one Absolutely. saves tonight on forty-two shots. So looking like we're going to lose that one. And Rich, it looks like you're going zero for three this week. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. All right. So Stupid I took Penguins. I took the Penguins. They scored 11 goals in their last game. 11 my, goals. Well, my other two picks come on Wednesday night. I got the Kings beating the Oilers, and I got the Blues beating the Canucks. So we'll see if I can uh, round this, this out for up. us. It's going to even it up if you win those two. I mean, I feel like the Kings are a sneaky good team who could actually do some damage in the playoffs. I do, too. I do too. They're, Victor they're, Arvidsson's they're, back in the lineup. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know. The Canucks have really like hit a hit a strong. No, that 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 game. I feel like I'll test myself there. That's a tough matchup to pick. Blues versus Canucks. I would love to see the Canucks win that game, honestly, because I I want to see the Blues keep falling back. But uh, something tells me the Blues are going to figure out a way to win that game. So we'll see. I'm sure they will. Go Canucks. Yes. Well, let's all hope that I'm wrong in my pick, including myself. Mm Go Canucks. Absolutely. All right, that is our cold hard picks. Let's round out this episode. And it's actually perfect now because of what we just watched. But we frame this segment as is it time to worry about UC Soros? <laughs> Apparently, I feel it's like not. this question, I, I think this question is really easy to answer now after watching that game against the Senators tonight. It is. But before this game, we definitely had something to worry about. Um, yeah, that dude was just not playing up to his normal self. I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, it was really weird. Really weird. He played so well. Um, 
throughout the the majority of the season and then and then just here recently just not played great so mm-hmm. and it happens um, to every goaltender it really it does. does though well, what you don't want to see is this leaks over into the playoffs or leaks over into the last two weeks of the season which could actually keep the predators from making the playoffs altogether so yeah. it's nice to see him work it out tonight and he really bounced back tonight in a big way yep now the rest of the team needs to snap out of whatever they got going on too, though. Cause, um, um, you go, you go up against, if you have the first period, like you had against the senators tonight against Florida against, uh, Calgary. I mean, it's not gonna, it's not going to be pretty for you. That's for sure. Um, stay out of the penalty box, um, protect the net back up sorrows. Well, and just, get back on track the way they were playing before. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was yeah, good it was, to see him bounce back tonight. It was really hmm. refreshing to see it happen. Yeah. I think we'd all be having a very different conversation right now if he didn't handle that barrage like he did early in this game. Uh, it wouldn't have necessarily been his fault because the Preds were going to the penalty box and they weren't playing very well in front of him. But in the end, you look at the box score and you expect your goaltenders to make these big saves. And he figured out a way to do it in that first period to keep the Preds above water. They kept, he kept them from sinking. And then eventually the Predators found their legs behind them. And they ended up going on to win this game rather comfortably, even though it didn't feel comfortable at all for the longest time. So, yeah, that's what these great goaltenders do, like UC mm-hmm. Soros. And th- th- when you play that type of a game, that w- that's what tells you, okay, UC Soros could still a playoff series or two for this team yeah. when he plays oh, absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And going into this last month, this is exactly the turning point, I guess you could say, when we needed him to start. This game, this this performance from him tonight against the Senators completely changed this whole segment for me, honestly. Because if he would have had another really, really bad game tonight, and yep. let's say the Predators would have lost this game, then I don't know how we're talking about this right now, honestly. No, I know. Uh, yeah, the, the confidence level. Had they lost tonight and uh, against, obviously, the Senators and then – Give up a couple more of these games where they should win. Uh, I, I would my confidence level of them making the playoffs would have definitely been exactly not high at all. So, yeah. All right, good win. We're gonna we're to close out episode one seventeen with something really inspirational. Again, we do the fun things on the interwebs, but I just have one tonight. One, it doesn't need anything else. This one <coughs> thing really captured me. It really gave me just a really warm feeling, a really inspirational feeling. I know you saw this too, Rich. You'll know what I'm talking about when I bring it up. But it just really puts things in perspective and makes it so special what these professional athletes can really do with their their platforms. And um, it was what the Edmonton Oilers did for this special Mm -hmm. young boy um, this past week. Uh, So the Oilers hosted five-year-old Ben Stelter as their as their Scotia skater, Ben has been fighting brain cancer and begins another round of radiation treatments uh, next mm-hmm. week. They hosted Ben. They brought him into the locker room. Connor McDavid uh, took a picture with him, uh, brought him to the bench in the dressing room, 
and 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 literally said, "Hey, this is your seat." Like, yep. I mean, it was just so special, man. Like, it's it's like hey. honestly, it's hard for me to not get choked up even talking about it because oh, yeah. this is these are the kinds of things that really matters. And the Preds organ, the National Predators organization, is really good about doing stuff like this as well. And and so they are a world class organization as well. But uh, just seeing the, yeah. the 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 sports best player in a lot of ways, a lot of regards. We mm-hmm. know how great of a player he is on the ice. But when you see these types of things, who cares how many goals he scores? Oh you, yeah, you know. And so, uh, God bless Ben Stelter and his family and everything yeah. that they're um, going through, battling cancer. But that was so special, Rich. That was just really, really got at my heart, man. It, it was. And the the other cool thing that they did was. Um, they brought him out during the interviews after the game, and he sat up there while while the players were interviewed post game. Um, just made a really good, um, gave that that kid a really good time, and that's that's awesome to see. Um, yeah, like you said, yep. at the end of the day, who cares how many goals you score? But just making someone feel special like that was was really awesome. So, and me, love- and you could tell how you could tell how how happy and how excited. And then you also saw where they brought Ben to the press conference, post-game press conference. Yeah. 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 And, and and they asked him, uh, they asked him who his favorite players were. And he was sitting next to, what was that player's name? He was sitting next to. Oh gosh. I can't remember. I I can pull it up real quick. I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but he was, uh, hold on. I got it here. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. He was sitting next to Zach Hyman. Okay. He was sitting next to Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman walks him up to the podium at the press post game press conference, and they ask uh, Ben who his favorite players are, and he yeah. doesn't say Zach Hyman. He says yeah. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Of course, of course. That's and then awesome. they also they also ask him how Zach played in that game, and of course, little Ben's like, "Oh, he played great." And yeah. Zach's just having fun with it. And he's like, oh, I like this kid and stuff. It was mm-hmm. just like a really fun interaction and just, yeah, yeah, you just love everything about it, it was, man. It, it, it was kind of like um, that that girl um, who was sick uh, the year the Blues won the, champ- uh, the, the Stanley Cup. They kind of made her an official member of the team and like she went to all the games and stuff. So it's just that kind of stuff is really good to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's awesome. For awesome, sure. Awesome. All the way around. All right, so good job on you, Edmonton Oilers organization, Connor yep. David, all those players sure. that young kids feel so special. So that's that's really what it's all about. So this has For been sure. episode 117 of Catfish. It's been really, really good to react to a big Preds win here. I know it's yep. not against a great opponent, but you know what? The Senators are playing better. And mm-hmm. right now you will take wins any way you can get them. Absolutely. So that's how we're going out with it. We will see you this Thursday for a brand new episode. So don't go too far because we got another episode coming for you really here later this week. We will see you then, everyone. We hope you're enjoying your week. Thanks for joining us. This has been episode 117 of Catfish on Ice, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network with Chad Minton and Rich Howe. Everyone, take care. Have a good one.
soundtrack. 